the Icons of Real Estate Podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months, Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys, and welcome once again to another EXP Realty Masters podcast episode brought to you by the Real Estate Masters Summit. With us today, we have Rene Ilman. He's a consistent top producer in the top 1% locally and top 50 to be exact. And she's also in the top 2% of EXP nationally. She's an icon agent and team leader at Ilman Real Estate Group, of course, powered by no one else than eXp Realty. Renee had overseen well over 1,800 transactions, that's a lot, and managed millions upon millions of dollars in real estate. In this episode, Renee will show us what it takes to become an icon agent. Welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you, Tomas. Happy to be here today. Yeah, happy that you're here. <laughs> so, Renee, usually we start with the uh, uh, the real estate journey. So please. You want the long version or the short version? Let's go for medium short. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess going way back in my youth, uh, I was the kid that watched this old house. I have always been enamored with homes, like how they are put together, all of those type of pieces. And actually at one point thought I wanted to be an architect. Uh, realized that my art portfolio was not as strong as it needed to be to get into the college I wanted to go to. Uh, so I, I shifted and I met some really strong real estate brokers um, during my parents selling their homes. And it just parlayed into my career today. Uh, so I actually started when I was 15 or 16 collating um, sales packages for a premier subdivision in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, she went on to become a VP of a very large brokerage firm here at the time. And um, during college and those kind of things, I was able to do showcase of homes, just some different things like that. And randomly, uh, not necessarily total random, but um, a couple weeks prior to graduating college, I rejected all my job offers and said, I'm going into sales full time. So I closed on my first house. And about two, three weeks later, I started real estate full-time. Nice. And that was 21 years ago. <laughs> and how old were you at the time? Um, I was 22. So I had just graduated college, um, really didn't have a bunch of money at that point in time. So that was definitely a, a good motivator um, and not a ton of support from a lot of people because I was the rogue one that did not go the traditional job mm -hmm. route. So it was just interesting kind of looking back. Um, I'm glad I took the risk that I did when I did. Um, I didn't know any better. Right. And, um, you know, I think my first year of real estate, I sold 18 homes. Second year, I sold 64 and haven't looked back since. So lots of different iterations, you know, during this last 21 years, but, I did start my team about six years ago when I had my, my daughter and, you know, that poses a whole different set of, of challenges and growth opportunity and, and different things like that. 
So I guess that's my my journey in a medium nutshell. Yeah. So you said you started your team when you had your daughter. So your daughter was was the first member in that team. Is that it? Yes, she she was. She <laughs> was in my belly. No, I um I actually started my team when I was eight months pregnant. Um, because I realized there was no way that I could be a good mom, do real estate well over full time, be a good wife and, and do all those things that were really important to me. And um, I remember sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I really need help. I think I had 15 closings in one month going, okay, I just need to make it through you know, June um, to get to July. And uh, luckily I did start that team because I had a lease a little bit early. And yeah, that, that was really the impetus that started the team side of things. And uh, so you were before uh, you were with uh, Ramax, right? And, um, Correct. and uh, up until recently, I think last year, you in the beginning of last year, uh, you joined eXp Realty. Uh, can you tell us more about that, uh, that change? Yeah, so I joined in January, 2020. Um, so I've almost been there two years. Um, it's been definitely an exciting journey. It definitely put some pep back into the steps, so, so to speak. Um, really have been able to surround myself with some very strong agents. I was fortunate with that too at Remax, but um, it was time for a change. It was time to do something different and really investigated a lot of different companies, even investigated going out on my own. Um, and just decided this was was the best place for us that offered a lot of different leverage points that, you know, felt like we needed. There was a gap uh, that we needed to fill. And honestly, I haven't looked back once. I wish I would have done it sooner, to be quite honest. Nice. And uh, uh, you, you managed to, to move your team from Remax to, to EXP Realty. Did they all uh, follow you? They did. They did. I, I will say my team support was amazing. Um, it also made it difficult too, right? Because I was making a decision for several people and several families, not just our own. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember sitting down with them to talk to them about it. And they were all like, you know what, whatever you decide, we'll, we'll support. Um, so I feel very fortunate to have team members that really do trust me uh, with the business direction and those type of things. So I was very fortunate um, that everyone really kind of went into it 110%. And like I said, I think everyone's very, still very pleased with that decision almost two years later. Nice. That, that's the leader, of course, the leadership skill you want to get is, of course, people need to, need to trust you, need to, to confide with you to make the decisions for them. <laughs> yeah. It was a little stressful though. I'm not going to lie because, you know, like you said, you're going into a little bit of uncharted territory change, right? Change is, mm -hmm. is hard. Um, you know, I had been at Remax for nine years, had a lot of long-term established relationships. And, um, you know, I said, why not? I mean, what else? Why not try it? And here we are two years later, and I don't plan to make any change anytime soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, so since you're here, you already reached the, the icon agent status, right? Congratulations. Correct. Thank you. Is that, is that one time or two times? One time, one time. The second time being in the, in the next few months, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's the goal, right? That's the goal. So let's let's go straight into the point, okay? Uh, so we can bring some value here to our audience. Um, what do you say you you was on the ground of uh, of you reaching that uh, icon agent status? I think I'm fortunate in the fact, right? I have a longevity in the business and. Um, Truthfully, I am able to reach icon status without my team. Um, 
but at the same token, obviously having the team helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just lots of hard work. You know, I, I think what's interesting with real estate is it, it's always pedal to the metal, right? To make sure that you're meeting your goals, the challenges, the different things that you set up to make sure that you are able to sell the quantity of transactions that you would like to do. Nice. And, and in terms of, of uh, the skill set uh, to become an icon agent, having a team or not, uh, what will be, uh, what do you say in your opinion will be the most important skills to focus on? I think being disciplined about your time. Um, everyone knows that I'm pretty much married to my calendar, but I find that with real estate, there's a lot of distractions and it's very easy to say you're working when you're really kind of chasing a scroll over here. Um, so I'm very careful with how I use my time. I use my time very efficiently to be able to then focus on family outside of work. Um, and obviously I didn't get there overnight. I mean, this, there's been a lot of you know challenges along the ways and you know, reinventing the wheel at times and feeling like you're hitting a brick wall, you know, all those different things. But I think um, definitely making sure that you're careful with your time and making sure that you're using your time on income producing activities and then being able to leverage the other task off of your plate. Nice. Is, is that something that you do it yourself and uh, your team does it as well, right? Correct. Correct. Nice. Because yes, I'm you... very fortunate because even um, with the other agents on my team, on average, they all sell about 30 plus homes a year. So they're very strong agents, you know, in and of themselves too. And, um, you know, we find that we do have a, a great group of clients that, you know, are, are really our number one cheerleader. We've been able to keep about 81% each year is repeat and referral business. So it's a huge prong to our business. And, um, you know, it's, it takes a lot of extra time and energy, right. To make sure that our clients aren't forgotten over the years. Um, but yeah, so they, I mean, I think we all kind of subscribe to that mentality to make sure that we're using time effectively. Yeah, of course. But, uh, of, of course, everyone may subscribe, but not everyone may do it the best way. Right. <laughs> correct. Correct. And I mean, that's where I, I appreciate EXP because I swear if there is a training that you want to be able to go to between the world or even your you know local group that you're part of, I mean, we have access to so many tools. So there aren't any excuses to not know how to schedule block efficiently or um, you know team lead or whatever the resources that you need. It's, it's available to you. You just have to look. Exactly. And uh, I went uh, a bit scavenging hunt on uh, on your website, Brené, and I saw that um, one of your course is uh, lifestyle advertising. Can you can you explain to us what does this mean? So each home that we have, when we list a home, we really sit down as a group and say, okay, what, who do we think the buyer is going to be for this house, right? And and typically, as we're going through that, there's similar traits to each of those buyers that we can typically target market to, whether that be with, you know, Facebook's algorithms or, you know, Google, whichever those platforms we feel are most appropriate. So like, let's say we have um, a home that is in the, I don't know, in a golf course community, then we know people that enjoy golf or maybe walking 
or, you know, we can come up with a multitude of different words that Mm -hmm. we think are appropriate for that particular listing. Um, So we really try to hone in on um, marketing dollars that are effective, not necessarily broad, right? We, We know that maybe the first time home buyer that's looking for a townhouse is not going to be the same buyer that's looking for a, you know, 600 to $750,000 house. So we've gotten very good at kind of honing in our skills. I would say we guess the correct buyer about 90% of the time. Nice. That's perfect. And and even not focusing on the more broad um, subjects or, or, or keywords, let's call it that uh, you're able to find maybe less, less people, but, they're more uh, more acquainted with your pro- with your product with your house, and they're more right into your business. Yeah. Exactly. So what we want to do is, like I said, really use. I hate to keep using the word effectively, but apparently that seems to be the mantra of the day. <laughs> that um, you know, we really want to use our marketing dollars consciously. Um, so we you know consistently are split testing, doing different things like that because it's crazy how one word. I mean, you know this too, how one word can change how many people are even clicking on an, an advertisement. Yeah, exactly. So um, now that you you talked about the, the marketing efforts, um, can you run us uh, for a few strategies that you use, uh, what platforms do you use, what marketing um, strategy do you use to bring you uh, more business? You know, honestly, you know, we always say low hanging fruit, right? You know, those people that are in our database are really are, um, that's where most of our marketing dollars or advertising dollars are going to. Um, I have tried my hardest to switch our percentage to maybe 60% repeat and referral and 40% new generated business, but it does not matter how hard we try. We pretty much fall between 80 and 85% repeat and referral business. So if that means we need to send a little baby gift to someone that just had a baby um, or, you know, a grand, a new grandparent, right. Or, you know, we really pay attention to um, our clients milestones and try to celebrate those with them. Um, so that's really, when we talk about effective strategies, that's really where we, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's it's making sure that you have that connection with your past clients. Exactly. And make sure it's a realtor for, for life, right? Yes, exactly. You exactly. And, no, and no one else. <laughs> yes. That's what we hope anyway. But yeah, um, but yeah that and then um, really agent referrals tends to be another good resource for us. Um, so we do a lot of networking with agents across the country and it's great, right? We had a client this week that, um, is looking in the mountains, asked to be connected to someone, have a past employee actually that lives in Georgia currently, that's looking to move to South Carolina that reached out to connect her with an agent. So that referral business for us, both incoming and outgoing is another key component. Nice. So wonderful. And the. Just tell me the market. Uh, the market that you're in is is it North Carolina, right? Correct. We are actually in the Raleigh metro area, but you know we cover about five different counties, so it's actually a pretty fair amount of space that we cover. So Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, and there's eleven towns just in Wake County, which is a little bit different from most. So um, Cary, Holly Springs, Apex are probably some of the better known suburbs that we have. Yeah, enough houses to, to sell and buy there, I would say. 
Yes, hopefully. I mean, sometimes our inventory, you know, currently our inventory is a little bit constrained like everywhere else in the country, but, um, you know, we, we definitely service a broad group of clients. Um, we haven't specialized to say, hey, we only sell condos. I mean, we sell everything from, you know, the, the horse farm out in the middle of nowhere on, you know, 30 acres to, you know, that urban kind of downtown chic, modern, you know, townhouse. Uh, which it keeps it fun, right? You don't get bored with all the different types of people and all the different types of homes that you sell. Exactly. Sometimes you'll get horse farmers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I went to Apex High School here and Apex is, you know, was at the time, you know, a pretty big agricultural area. And so uh, back in, I think like 2005, I kind of hooked into a horse group. I've never even ridden a horse <laughs> Uh, so I've learned a lot about horses over the years, um, but yeah, we, we do a few of those a year and that's always fun. Um, you know, we do estates, um, you know, we do, like I said, we do a lot of different things. And I think obviously with experience, right, you're able to either know who to ask to ask the right questions or being okay to ask for help. Right. I mean, I still don't know everything even after 21 years. Yeah. We're always, always learning today, uh, always exactly. learning every day. Yes. Can you can you remember what was the last thing you learned? Remember the last thing I learned. It's a hard question. It's hard. I, oh, I could, I, yeah, I could, I'm trying I could, to think. I couldn't answer if I if it was me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think. Um, well, obviously, I learned today. You know, we had a contract change that happened here back in July, um, and actually someone just went through a new scenario that was presented in our new contract. Um, and it was, it was interesting because it was on a mastermind prior to this, um, how the attorneys were handling it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's an opportunity to learn every day, right. Um, you know, to learn something new each day. Um, you know, right now we're trying to find someone that, you know, can, I guess, scope a sewer line. Um, that's, commonly done in markets outside of our market. It's not really done here. I actually have never had someone requested in 21 years. So we're trying to figure <laughs> out, okay, who does that? So I guess learning is all different, you know, categories, um, you know, learning how to use all the tools that EXP has to offer. Um, you know, that, that's a big, that's another big component. I haven't even scratched the surface. I feel like on that. Yeah. It's a big, big universe to go around. Yes. And um, so uh, about EXP, not that you mentioned it again, um, are you focused more in your team um, in Rana Hillman's uh, real estate group? Are you focused more in agent at attraction or really just production? Um, I would say right now, really just production. Um, you know, obviously people come to us curious all the time. Um, you know, it's hard to miss us in our market. In our market, we've taken, I think, Think we're, I think we're the number one position now for um, volume closed. And I, I mean, it's something to be proud of, right? I mean, we went from EXP not really being known here over the last couple of years to being really on the map and radar. So um, unlike some other people, I wouldn't say necessarily agent attraction has been part of my business model. It will be something that we incorporate moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, as I step more out of production, it's, it's hard to do production, to be a team, you know, manager and, you know, there's so many hats that you wear every day. Right. So, um, again, it's, it's trying to find that time to effectively, you know, attract other agents to join the XP. 
Exactly. Effectively. <laughs> I know. I, I seem to like that word. I don't know why it keeps coming out of my mouth. Anyway. So word of the day, word of the day. <laughs> well, when you, you don't know the questions, right? When you're coming into these, I guess it just seems like sometimes there's a, there's a reoccurring thing. It's a surprise and it's maybe the most effective way to bring a, a natural conversation. That's why I, I never, we never send in the, the questions yeah. beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you told me also that you do some uh, profit work. Um, do you want to, to share the cause that you're helping right now? Yeah, so right now we're actually in the throes of a underwear drive. So we do a We Want Your Undies campaign each year. That definitely uh, gets the email you know, newsletter to be opened. We have about a 30% open rate, you know, on our emails, which is amazing. But, um, you know, we do this campaign. This is our fifth annual campaign. And each year we've kind of upped the ante um, of how many underwear we're collecting. So we are in a sea of undies currently uh, to <laughs> donate to um, a local charity here called Note in the Pocket. It's It's been a huge part of our we really try each quarter to do some sort of service project. So that's that's our typically our fourth quarter service project is this Undies Drive. So we typically do that for 30 days. And I think last year we raised over 5,600 pair of underwear. Um, and I think hopefully we'll do the same this year. We'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of underwear. <laughs> yes. And like I said, it's kind of one of those random things that kind of make people stop to think about, oh, okay, why is Renee asking me, we want your undies? Um, so we have a lot of fun with it, but it also brings yeah. awareness to really uh, like a great nonprofit that we do a lot of volunteer work with and, and otherwise. Um, and then I'm also a member of our um, realtor foundation, kind of like our charity arm of our realtor association. So I've been a board member there for, I think I'm going almost on my fourth year. And um, that's been really neat to kind of watch that evolve over the last few years and bring awareness to that nice I, I never thought i would say this but i hope you get the underwears that you deserve Renee. i know well thank you thank you i know <laughs> like i said it's one of those things that's a little shocking but yeah. the shock factor works well right from a marketing yeah it's good it's good it's good marketing yeah, yeah. so um where do you go from here what, what are you what are your goals if you could run us through some quantitative and qualitative goals that you have for yourself and, and for your real estate group? Yeah. So, you know, right now we typically are around 150 units a year. Um, you know, like everyone, we're in a growth phase currently. So we're looking to actively add on a couple more agents to the team. Um, so hoping to kind of cross that 200 units bridge soon. Um, I'd also like to cut my production in half over the next three years. Um, I think that's always the, the team leader, right? You end up becoming a part-time leader because you're having to do all the other things, you know, full-time. Mm -hmm. And I'd really like to be able, I feel like I'm a good teacher and I'd like to be able to do more of that. Um, so, yeah, so I think those are probably the two most pressing goals. Um, obviously with, you know, higher production, of course, it's, more millions of dollars in production. But um, I am very um, sensitive to our, our P&L statement each month. So um, I really kind of use that for guidance of what's gonna make sense for growth. Um, I think sometimes, you know, while being able to say, oh, we sold over 200 homes in a year, um, isn't necessarily as important to me about 
how much you know the team is able to keep at the end of the year because it's not worth doing all of this if you if you're not getting the profit margins that you deserve exactly and um, and the question that we we need to ask to every guest uh, renee is um in what areas do you feel you need to improve and uh, what are you doing about that gosh i mean there's always room for improvement right i mean i think that's what makes a good real estate broker right you're always looking how to do things better um while i hate to keep using the word efficiency you know <laughs> i um i'm always i think looking for ways to improve that um we are constantly kind of regearing you know our systems you know testing new systems um to see what's working Oh, and then perfectionism. Um, that is another thing that I, I have been working on, you know, sometimes being able to do everything at 110% almost kind of handcuffs you a little bit from moving the needle forward. So I'm trying to subscribe more to the 80%, like, hey, if it's 80%, let's just go ahead and, and get it done. Um, that and then really focusing on um, instead of making multiple goals a year, right, maybe having Uh, three to five that you really break down into a quarterly basis. So that that is one thing that I have been working on significantly the last few years, um, because I think we tend to get overwhelmed with all these ideas, but then no way to implement them. So I think implementation would be the other thing that I feel like, you know, I'm consistently working on. Exactly. Effective, effective implementation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, Renee, we, so should have, we should have like a game to see how many times that was yeah. said in this in this podcast. We'll we'll have we'll have like a a betting a betting bid on uh, how many uh, how many times the word effective have been. Uh, yes, yes, have been spoken here. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can do uh, a raffle and then we'll donate uh, underwears. Yes, that, that, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Renee, uh, tell us, how can our audience uh, reach you? Okay, well, um, phone is always good, 919-868-4383. Um, my website is www.hregcells.com. Um, those are probably the best ways you know, to, to reach us. And, and obviously, we're all over social media, so it's, it's not hard to find. Renee Hillman, real estate broker. Nice. And if people want to donate underwears, how, how they go about that? We actually have that um, posted on our blog. Um, we have multiple different ways, like Venmo, PayPal, because um, we basically take the money and then purchase underwear with it. Mm -hmm. um, or we have people that directly send underwear to us here in Raleigh, North Carolina. So lots of different ways to do that. We've got it all posted <laughs> online um, for people to send us undies, new undies, of course. New undies, new undies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, Renee. And, and thank you for coming here. I had uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, and yeah, I hope you, you do achieve your goals and you continue to give back to community like, like you do. And, and yeah, hope to see you soon as well. All right. Thanks, Stas. Thank you. Bye. Bye.